What's up, everybody? And welcome again to Stock Talk brought to you by Ready Stock from Simmons. I'm Ben McSheffrey. I'm your host. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Today, Alan, I want you to have the boards in different mode because we are, instead of diving into an entire department, we're going to dive into a specific part of a department. 3D printing. Let that sink in. 3D printing. That magical technology that makes uh, planes and uh, X-wings and tiny little toys and everything in between. So to try to make sense of what that is, we have Paul Zimmerman with us, the senior industrial designer. Paul, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Keep it going. (laughs) When I said something different, I was hoping there would be a different clapping, but that's okay. It's the same amount of same people, same amount of clapping. So uh, I'm very excited. Before we belittle everything you do by talking about the cool toys that you can make, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Paul, and how you made it into Design Studio and specifically this role. Sure. So I actually started out in Design Studio about 12 and a half years ago, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, and I've been doing Design Studio ever since, working on custom uh, products from anything from shower trims, faucets, every sort of bathroom accessory you could possibly imagine. And there's a lot of 3D printing involved with that process. So I hear the word 3D printing and I walk away thinking we're printing stuff. It's coming out in 3D. That's it. That's where it stops for me. I don't know anything else about it. So uh, pretend I know even less than that. Tell me what is 3D printing? What does it require and what is it doing? What are we accomplishing? Okay. So 3D printing is part of a field of technology called additive manufacturing. So making something by adding something. Uh, So essentially what you start off with most 3D prints is a blank slate and layer by layer, almost paper thin layers in most cases, a product is built from a variety of materials that can be plastics, uh, plaster powders, even liquid resins that cure in UV light. But essentially all you're doing is you're building up an object layer by layer from a 3D model file. Yeah, I've seen the, the, the time-lapse videos where it looks like a big hunk of, of something, and then this other something is moving around that first something, mm-hmm. and then something happens. Yep. A lot of the technology <laughs> you see is called FDM, refused deposition modeling, and that actually uses pretty much a hot glue gun on steroids that rides on rails, and that actually talks to your computer, runs a program, follows a pattern, and it pretty much spits out the right amount of material in the right places until you have the product that you want. So what what is being used? So it's the 3D printer itself, right? There's that. Yes. I'm assuming there's technology going in behind it. What are all the tools that are needed to make this happen? Uh, there's really not too many extra tools, thankfully, uh, involved in setting up a 3D printer. You mostly just need your computer with your CAD software to make your model. Uh, and then you load that file into the software the printer uses. And from there, you're feeding a consumable into the printer. And when it's done, you pretty much just take it out and maybe clean it up a little bit with some sandpaper or whatever you need to do. And it's ready to go. So the the actual 3D printing, that's a relatively new technology, right? I mean, that hasn't mm-hmm. been around forever. So yep. how long has it been with Simmons? Have we been working with it? And has it been, have you brought it into it? Like, it, were you the first one kind of here that we've been messing with it with? Or? So Simmons actually had been doing 3D printing before I started uh, with the engineering team mainly, but the design studio team was already really digging into it uh, to the point where we actually made ourselves a little bit uh, popular with a case study on the company that made the 3D printer we were using at the time. Uh, because we were able to use it to, you know, get quick prototypes out to customers for their new designs. Um, so really, uh, we had a couple of printers. We had one technology that does a plastic-based printer that our engineering team used at the time. And one of my tasks when I started, on top of learning all of Design Studio, was to learn how to operate a 3D printer that we had that was based on a, uh, a company called Z Corp that used powder-based printers, and they would actually build things out of plaster by spraying a like a glue powder, a glue into the powder to actually create the parts. 
Oh, that's cool. So the glue would go down, uh, and then it would pretty much sweep a fresh layer of powder over it, and it would spray another layer of glue in the shape that you wanted. And it would just do that over and over again until you had a part, and you actually excavated it like you were digging for dinosaur fossils to get your prints out of this thing. I was going to say, how much has it changed? How much has the the tech changed? And uh, what have we brought in as far as to kind of keep up with that? I mean, have we changed the entire machines that we've been using? Or Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everything is faster and smarter. Um, really, to, to put it up, one, one great way I can say it is that the most recent 3D printer that we bought at Simmons, we bought with Amazon Points. Oh, wow. So it went from being something that was really a specialized thing. You had to go through companies to buy it. They would only sell to businesses to really anyone who can get their hands on the base level of technology that makes 3D printed parts uh, to the point where I've had interns who said, oh, yeah, I've got a 3D printer in my dorm room. Yeah, that's actually kind of what I was getting at in the beginning is when this came around for me being as ignorant as I am, I assumed, okay, well, that's NASA. They're going to use that. Cool. And then before I knew it, people were like, oh, check out this X-Wing I made. It's in my bedroom. It's this little tiny toy. I'm like, oh, okay, yep. cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I've got a purple Star Destroyer on my desk at home. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I don't spoil Okay, all right. Now Alan comes in with something. There we go. Don't spoil the toy. That's what I wanted to get to. So before we even get to that part, I just want to ask, you know, where do you see this going in the future? Like, I mean, right now we're building things. We see them, they're built, they're tangible. Mm-hmm. How far can we go with this? And how far do you think Simmons can go with this? That's a great question. Because, I mean, to go back to what Simmons is doing with the technology now, um, we're doing, you know, prototypes for, you know, look, size, and fit, and that sort of thing. We're actually using the technology, too, in our shop, in our factory. Uh, a lot of times, one of our manufacturing engineers will approach me and say, hey, could you print this fixture off? I want to do something to help improve the line that I'm working on. So we actually use, not only for you know industrial design needs, but we use it for manufacturing engineering. You know, They can actually make and modify tooling that would be costly to make uh, in really short time to improve their processes. Yeah, I can imagine it's a quick and efficient way to get something, again, tangible in your hands without having to legitimately go through every material and build it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And where I hope we're going to go next is metal 3D printing. So hopefully in the future, we may be able to say, here's your custom design on the screen and here's your end use product that we've printed out in a short time after. Yeah, that, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. How often is the item that comes out of the 3D print, this is the first This is the first version and now this goes straight into a design? Or is there a lot of stuff that we're using to, to look at that doesn't necessarily make it to the production line? Oh, absolutely. I have a ton of them on my desk, actually. <laughs> um, but we use the 3D prints with our customers in Design Studio as like a markup tool. They'll take a Sharpie to them and mark up what they would like to change and send it back to me. Oh, that's cool. So that's one of the probably the most powerful uses of it is getting it in someone's hand and getting them to do revisions based on the object that they're holding. Right, because before that, I would imagine it's it's CADs, it's drawings, right? Right. It's a lot It's a lot tougher to tell somebody that their faucet is going to look great versus giving them a sample of what it's going to look like and letting them put it on Trust the countertop. It's yeah. good. When you hold it, it's going to look really, really good. It's going to feel good, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get on to my favorite part, which is the rapid fire stuff, uh, why don't you tell us a quick... Uh, well, you know what? Why don't you tell us your favorite thing that you've made 3D printed, both work-wise and recreational? I was going back and forth between both of them, but you know what? I want to know both because I know that you do it on the side too. So, Okay. Uh, my favorite thing that I've printed actually is for the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. We're doing a custom standing tub filler, and it's a very ornate. Uh, it's got two columns and just faceted gem cuts everywhere. And we actually printed one out one-to-one scale, so it's... It's probably the tallest thing I've ever 3D printed. I was going to say one-to-one <clears throat> scale. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's probably large. about four feet tall. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little bit tough to ship it to them, but it really made an impact. That's cool. 
Um, and then as far as, you know, what I've printed for myself, that's cool. Um, it's hard to say. I do uh, beer tap handles on the side is one of the things I do because I have an older brother who's very much into home brewing. So it was really cool for me to make him a personal tap handle that he could use at his home bar. It's always the random things. I look up, like, I'm always expecting it to be something crazy, but it's the smallest. That's what people are using, them for, like, wire straps that, and just things to get That's the beauty back. of it. It's so niche that, like, if, if there's something weird like that that you're into and you have the interest in it, you can really start creating things. Instead of, you know, needing to pay someone to make something with a a mill and a lathe and everything else, you have a miniature factory. I mean, that said, I'm probably going to pay you to make me something. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) We'll we'll get in touch after this. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So before we wrap up, my favorite part, the rapid fire, the three questions, I'm going to throw them at you. You've heard the other ones. Listen, you can't think about the answers. You just got to throw them out there because if you think about them, that, that, that messes up the answer. We sat, you get in your own head. We want the unadulterated, this is what you think. So, okay. Mood music when we're ready, Alan. Here we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> you really was serious when I told you to put something different up there. Okay. First question. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Good answer. If you could 3D print any movie prop, regardless of the size, regardless of what it is, what would be the best one for you? Oh, definitely a full-size Iron Man armor. I've got oh, the helmet already. Man. Full size. I thought you might say like Millennium Falcon or something like that, but a full-size but a working Iron Armor would be really cool. Yeah, okay. but I'd be happy just to be able to walk around in it. Yeah, but I'd like to shoot lasers too. <laughs> okay, if you were a plumbing fixture, which would you be? A toilet paper holder. Ooh, okay, toilet paper holder. Often overlooked, very critical to every bathroom. You know, we used to. I was thinking about even asking somebody toilet paper over or under. Oh, it's got to be over. Oh, oh, really? The over? Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. The music music's still going on, huh? <laughs> still going, still running that music music. All right. Thank you, Paul, for giving us a little bit of information about that 3D printing. I know I feel a lot more educated about it. Thanks for coming to the show. My pleasure. Everybody else, join us for another episode of Stock Talk. See you soon.